the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series is simply entitled Bruised While Blessing. It's a look at 2 Corinthians. Today, what kind of vessel are you? Think about that and join us. So, what kind of vessel are you? Are you a vessel under honor or under dishonor? And what does Paul mean when he talks about the types of vessels? We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, looking at verse 7. We would invite you to join us there as we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, for today's broadcast of Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church right here in Hercules. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's uh, Paul's way of saying... uh, The container may be weak. You might be an old fruit jar, but you can hide a little bit of money in it and bury it. He said, I'm just a uh, clay pot container. So it's it's a statement of humility. Uh, I'm not impressed uh, with myself. People that stay impressed with themselves obviously have never hung out with anyone greater. See, when you hang out with God, you'll cease to be impressed with yourself. You'll you'll be impressed with him. Even great uh, musicians, whatever, at least you can get a right perspective on yourself. So he's saying to them, and these are people that are saying you're contemptible. You don't know how to preach. They, They call him homely in chapter 10. So this is a very unkind, there's a a minority here that are very uh, critical of this man, and he's defending himself in the letter. But he makes a statement, I'm nothing but a uh, ostrica, a common clay jar uh, that's used in a Palestinian home. So I'm not impressed with myself, but God has put what? He, he's put treasure in the jar, And he's using me to share probably this treasure in this context is the gospel I shared with you, Corinthians, by which you were saved, so that the thing really being shown off is the surpassing power of God. How can God be using a man that comes across so weak, uh, so ordinary, so whatever, but he's saying, hey, the container isn't what's important, it's the content. It's the content of your life. And you look at people and you start sizing them up by maybe 
ethnicity, size, uh, gender, all the, all the uh, criteria we weigh out people with. We all have that grid. You know, are they really something else? Or, oh, they're ordinary. They're not impressive. And Paul is just saying, let me beat you to it. I'm not impressive. I'm a clay pot. Very unimpressive. And so now I'm going to take you on a little journey to study clay pots, okay? Uh, now, some of you are crack pots, but these, uh, I'm studying clay pots, okay? Let's start with Jeremiah 18, famous passage, Jeremiah 18. Get this description of God. When he says in Jeremiah 18, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred. Sometimes you'd get a, a pebble, a stone. Maybe it wasn't conforming to the potter's hands. Something in, in the design of the potter had Something was not yielding right. And so it's being marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as it seemed best to him. And so then he says, Jeremiah, take this message to Israel. You're marred. You're not yielding to my hand. I'm not able to shape you the way I want. And so go, go tell the nation that. Then, Let's go to New Testament. Go to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. Just to see this potter language in Scripture. That the design of our lives comes from a master potter. A master potter. Now, uh, what's going on in chapter 9, and I actually know believers that have told me they, they've ripped this out of their Bible. They don't understand chapter 9, so they just rip it out. And, and sincerely, uh, that, that, that they really did. He, he's going through saying that he had mercy on Jacob, uh, that Pharaoh never would yield to him, and uh, he's going to deliver Israel. And... Uh, then he says in 18, therefore God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. He hardened Pharaoh's heart, repeatedly appealed to him. Pharaoh keeps saying, no, 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 and God begins to harden his heart. So now watch. One of you will say to me, then why does God still blame us? For who is able to resist his will? But who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Have you ever done that? You ever told God he doesn't know what he's doing? Especially in your life? He says then, shall what is formed say to the one who formed it? Why did you make me like this? That's quite a, quite a question, huh? I don't like my gender. I don't like my ethnicity. Uh, I don't like my parents. 
Rich Rollins used to say that. He'd tell his dad, Dad, I didn't choose you. And his dad said, you better be sure I didn't choose you. I'm just stuck with what God gave. There's a lot of things. You know, I wish I could have chose this. Chose, I chose a different mother, different father, different brother, sister, all this stuff. I chose to live in a different area. I would have grown up wealthy, rich, and all that. You know, we got all these ideas we would have done. And we argue with the potter. Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? Special, common. What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if he did this to make the riches of his glory known to the objects of his mercy, whom he prepared in advance for glory, even us, whom he also called not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles? And he goes on to quote Hosea, I'll call a people that were not my people. And so he's saying, the potter has made some vessels for special use, and other vessels refused to be used even as a Pharaoh, refused his hands in their life, did not want him, and he said he endured them. He, he was patient with them, and it was an enduring thing. And he said, finally, they fell in the category of objects of his divine wrath. Now, in an ordinary peasant's home in Palestine, they had what they called holder of the jars. They normally had three jars, and they were about four or five gallons, I think, this should maybe be close to that. Maybe they were deeper. And uh, a vessel of mercy was a vessel that was basically dedicated to people traveling through, let's say, pilgrims going up to Jerusalem. And if they came by your place, if you offered them a drink, if you offered them fresh water to refresh them, it would be considered, you gave me a vessel of mercy. You, you quenched my thirst. You didn't have to. You went out of your way. So they would call those kinds of vessels vessels of mercy. A vessel of wrath was quite interesting. A vessel of wrath, uh, they used it in Bible times. I, I read a book called Strange Scriptures That Perplex the Western Mind. Uh, Barbara Bowen, Erdman's Press. And in that, she and her customs book, said they had vessels of wrath that were this way. They would be carved, and they would do fine. They, they, they were molded okay. But in the kiln, when they were being heated, they would start cracking. And what they did, they took an insect called a fasuka, F-A-S-U-K-A. And they would take that fasuka insect smash it to get its blood, and they would mix it 
with other ground up pottery, make a cement out of it. And the potter would work with those cracked places, trying to make it functional, trying to make it work. Of course, they'd have to wait for it to dry. If it would keep cracking, keep giving in, it would use, wind up in the potter's field. They would just have to discard it. And it became known as a vessel of wrath. It never passed the test, never got better, no matter what the potter did. And so it wound it up in the waste place. Now, uh, here he's saying there's vessels that God has shown mercy on and prepared them for good. And there's vessels that want nothing to do with the potter that are fitted for wrath. Now, uh, so every child of God, you'd be considered a child of mercy, a pot of mercy. God rescued you. Now, look at another passage, 2 uh, Timothy, 2 Timothy, and then we'll walk through these. 2 Timothy chapter 2. In 2 Timothy, he's telling him, don't have anything to do with false teachers. Don't have anything to do with the wrong kind of living. Uh, and he's telling him to pay attention to himself. And uh, he says in verse 19, Nevertheless, God's foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Really dishonorable. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter, false teachers, false living, get rid of wickedness. They will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. So, We have in Scripture at least four vessels. Vessel of mercy. Vessel of wrath. Vessel of honor. Vessel of dishonor. Let's just begin. The design of our lives. God found us full of trash. When he found us, we were full of everything. that uh, We were carrying the garbage of this world. Our language was filthy. Our morals was uh, not in keeping with God. Our thinking was warped. I mean, we were a mess. We were carrying nothing but garbage from the divine viewpoint. Containers that uh, what had been poured into us by our neighborhood, our peers, maybe our parents. uh, You were full of corruption, full of sin. And what needed to happen? God says, when I regenerate a person, I wash them. I cleanse them. I, I had to get all the junk out 
before I could put anything good in. Then what happens? We come over here, and when you become a child of God, he says, God took you and decided to put treasures in you. Treasures. And let me just name some of let, Let's start with uh, eternal life. Not too bad. You're going to hell. You didn't know God. And he that receives Christ, he that has the Son, has eternal life. Then he gave you the Holy Spirit. Not too bad. All the power you ever need to live the Christian life. It's impossible to live the Christian life. That's why God gave you the Spirit. And if you say, I can't, uh, he can. So quit trying to do it on your own. He gave you the power. He gave you the power if you would use it and not quench it. So uh, let's see a few other things he gave. Uh, What about, uh, this isn't bad. How about the fruit of the Spirit? Anybody use any love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, self-control, faith? Well, I got anger problems. Well, you got the Holy Spirit, don't you? He has self-control. Is he bigger than your temper? And if you keep acting angry, we'll just know you're not saved. You're just a liar. You say you know him, but you don't. So quit lying to yourself. He put a spiritual gift in you. Just these are. He gave you uh, all spiritual blessings according to Ephesians. But these are just an example. Now he's putting you treasure. He he gave you a spiritual gift of some sort, which is a bent a bent in you, to want to refresh other people some way. However, he's gifted you, maybe with the mouth, maybe with good deeds. Maybe in service. Somehow, some way, he's going to use you to refresh others. Because you were designed to refresh. Now, that's what treasures are in you. Is that what's coming out of you? Now, there's an astounding verse In Luke chapter 6, what God puts in, and now I want you to look at what you put in. Turn over to Luke. We've been talking about vessels. Now let's just talk about treasures. Now Jesus said, where your treasures are, that's where your heart is. And he's talking about investing in his kingdom. But listen to, uh, uh, let me just check. While you go to Luke 6, I'll check Matthew 12 and see what says it. Let's go, let's go, it's a little bit fuller. Let's go to uh, Matthew 12, 12.33. You there? Okay. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. That's interesting, isn't it? How you can make a tree good. I haven't had any apricots for three years. I'm about ready to cut it down. I don't know how to make it good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. 
And he's talking about not trees, but people. You're recognized by your behavior or by what you produce. You know, action, activity. Now watch. You brood of vipers. I've never called you this. This is Jesus, the meek and lowly. How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things, and uh, some translations have treasure. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And let's just say, a good man treasures good things, and he tucks them away in his heart. Good things, good things, good things. Now, Watch this. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty, and that's lazy, not thought out word they've spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So your mouth reveals your heart, right? We'll know what, you're, what you've stored in your heart because it will get in your mouth eventually. Now, what's interesting here, he talks about a good man and an evil man, and they are known by what they choose to treasure, by what they choose to put in their heart. And when the time comes, they'll... Use the bucket of the mouth to go down into the well of the heart. And they're going to bring up some, let's say, water. And it will either be bitter or it will be sweet. It will either be dirty or it will be refreshing. And every one of us, God puts good things in us. Then he holds us accountable for what we put in the rest of us. I ask you, what kind of deposits do you make in your life? Do you hide God's word in your heart? Do you hide God's word? Our Bible study leader said, don't go to church Sunday unless you got a verse for everybody. I've got one. Psalms 28, 8 and 9. The Lord is the strength of his people, a fortress to hide them. Save your people, O Lord, and be their shepherd and carry them forever. Verse 9. You just got your verse. And I gave a verse to my wife this morning. She said, are you just doing this because you're keeping the assignment? I said, yes, I'm keeping the assignment. You had to have a verse that encouraged the wife. I don't know what it was, but she wasn't real impressed. (laughs) I, I see people. I even see believers. That uh, they can tell you every offense they've ever gone through in the church. They're always talking about poor me, martyr me, poor me. You think they've been persecuted. And says somebody didn't say the right word, didn't shake their hand. Uh, there's a misunderstanding. How do you get through this life without misunderstanding? Some things you never forget, but when you say you forget it, God says forget it. You don't bring it up anymore. It's not on the agenda. 
That's past. That's not a present talking subject. It's in my past. I don't want to talk about all the bad stuff. I'm going to talk about the treasures I've been given. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to his knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue Suite 278 Hercules, California The zip code is 94547 And that website once again truthfortodayradio.org It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.